Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I'm your host, Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. Um, so I'm super excited to talk with you about the latest Melissa Foster book. Me too. This is um, a good one. It was so good. And I am a huge fan of the Steals at Silver Island series. This, To me, this is my favorite of her series. It has had a lot of dynamic characters in it. And this one, I always thought Daddy Jock, which is book one, was my favorite. <laughs> Levi, Levi's, Levi's uh, taking the reins on the favorites. Did you see she posted recently a photo collage of all of the steel men series you need to go look at it because it is one good looking collage and you're like yep this is a good looking family um okay i guess i'm gonna have to go stalk melissa foster on instagram yep so on this episode of a quick shot of romance we are reviewing always her love by melissa foster this is book four in the steals at silver island series um, this is a new release, so our episode will be spoiler-free. Um, Carolina, would you like to read the synopsis from Goodreads? I will say, Melissa Foster does a short synopsis. I know. This is, I feel like I've seen them longer. Right. <laughs> but I, I will read the synopsis from Goodreads. Some fates are too tempting to deny. When single father Levi Steele offers to help his daughter's beautiful Aunt Tara find a home in Silver Island, their intense connection makes it even harder to resist the one woman he and his daughters can't afford to lose. Come along for the fun, sexy ride and fall in love on the sandy shores of Silver Island, home to coffee shops, boat races, midnight rendezvous, and a sexy, sharp-witted Steele's. The release date on this is September 21st of 2022. This is small town forbidden romance a little bit. Faded yep. to love, single dad, close proximity, and friends to lovers. Um, this series is The Steals at Silver Island, and this is book four in the series. It is a series of standalones. And I do believe you could read this book singly as a standalone. There isn't a ton of cross... Um, I mean, the family comes to visit, but there's not a ton. Yeah. I mean, there's references and like all of Melissa Foster's books, they cross over and you meet people from different series and, and everything. Cause that's the way her world works, but um, you could genuinely read this as a standalone. I think so. Uh, put out percentage was 36% and it was freaking hot. <laughs> um, content warning. There is fat phobia and bullying in this book. Uh, so, you know, we all know I'm kind of grouchy about friends to lovers. I don't always like pick them up and love them. Um, but it is one of your favorite tropes, right? No, no, not, not one of yours. Never mind. No. Uh, you like enemies to lovers. You like, I love the, enemies to lovers. Yeah. Um, I love, I love the, the, the angry, the angry bangs. Yes. <laughs> the angry bangs. <laughs> um, but I will I like say, tension. 
<laughs> this was a really excellent friends to lovers. I yep. So basically this Levi's kind of clicking light bulb on moment starts with an offhand remark from Levi's brother Asher. So I think we need to back up and just set it up for people who haven't been familiar with the series. Sure. So I and the the synopsis has some of it, but I think just to clarify. So Levi is one of the Steele siblings. And he yeah. actually has a twin, Lenny. Um, but he's a single dad um, from a one night stand, if you will. Um, and which produced daughter Joey. Um, and his one night stand is with, oh, what's her name? Tara. T- no. Oh, the, the sister? I don't know. Yeah, it's Tara's sister. I don't remember She's her a name. piece of trash. We do not like her. She's a piece of trash. She's the older sister. Tara's older sister. Um, She's actually older than Levi, too, by two years. That is, that is correct. Um, she is not really in the picture. She kind of is, but she's not really, like, in a motherly well, way. When she found out she was pregnant, she told Levi, she said, if you don't want the baby, I'm giving it up for adoption. She did not have any yeah. desire to be a mother. Levi was appalled. And they talk about this in the book a little bit about his feelings of, like, how could you not? How could you not want this person? And um, so she makes it very clear from day one day one that as soon as the baby's born, she does not plan to stick around. She has plans and a life and you learn through the book, just how big of a manipulator she is and why she makes and does some of the things she does. Yeah. Um, but she left. She's gone. So Tara is the younger sister and have known that their two families have grown up together have known them forever. Tara was about 15 when Joey was born. And has and Tara's, been- and Tara's family, her dad is the mayor of the town. Her grandmother is friends with the Steele grandmother. Yep. Like their lives are very intertwined in- and it is a small town community. Yep. So, and she's been part of Joey's life since day one. So there's that close connection, which this is what makes it the forb- forbidden part. Um, okay. So I feel like now that we've really set up the characters, we can go in. Well, and I think we also should say that Levi, after Joey, his daughter, I believe was a year old, he makes the decision to move off the island. Oh, yes. Yes. And move over to the Cape. Um, he does not, he just feels that in order for him and Joey to really bunt to be out into the world. He cannot be where there's all this. Well, and there's, they can really live their life without the, Joey's mom's not involved. It was this, like, you're not dealing with all of those preconceived notions and everything. So they were able to start fresh. He had enough contacts that he was able to get help and start to build his business, but he wasn't, um, you know, they didn't have to work around the gossip. Right. So there's a moment, um, I believe it's at Asher's engagement party, that he makes an offhanded remark to Levi about 
um, Tara and Levi's attraction to Tara and Tara's attraction to Levi and how attractive Tara is like she's gorgeous. And it is in that moment that Levi starts to look at her less as Joey's aunt and more as Tara, the woman. Yes. Like that, like you said, it's that kind of like light switch that goes off for, for Levi. Yeah. Um, and, and I can see that in friends to lovers being yeah. believable. Like, well, and the other thing, especially in this book, cause you get, you get in the story um, and you, it's 100% believable that once Joey was born, really Levi focused on Joey. Um, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't looking for relationships. His, his relationship was his devotion to his daughter. Oh, a thousand percent. And he is, and that's something too, I think that kind of elevates Levi. He is a super thoughtful and respectful, devoted dad. And he yes. doesn't try to, you know, Joey's kind of unconventional in the sense of a girl. You know, she's all about skateboarding and a little bit of a daredevil and kind of, but also loves unicorns and stickers you can... and wants the movies and wants the hanging stars. Like she's, yeah. and he like nourishes that just her spirit her true spirit. Yeah. He doesn't try to push her into one role or another. He allows her to be shine her true self. And I felt that that was like really beautiful, particularly because her maternal grandparents are very rigid people and they would like her to be in the very cookie cutter thought out box of what a little girl should be. And Levi, and I think that's part of the draw for him to move off Island. Yeah. Is he and Joey can be who they need to be. But there's always this connection to I the Island with Tara. Um, so let's talk about Tara because I think she's really one of the most dynamic heroines I've read from Melissa Foster. Okay. Tell I, me I think that she comes into this was so much stacked against her. One of the things, you know, she's always been a little awkward. She was a fat, chubby kid. Um, her mother was not kind to her. You know, her mother was constantly putting on her diets, constantly criticizing her. Yeah. You know, she lived this very rigid, regimented life. And Tara never felt comfortable in that house, in her family, in her house, mm -hmm. in her own skin. And her parents, because of her, their social standing, were constantly throwing parties. And in those parties, Tara, instead of out socializing as her mother's expectations were, she actually hid in the pantry. And would and, snack. And would snack. Yeah. And that's when she first connected with Levi. He would come and hide he in the found, pantry he with found her. her. He found her and he would bring her snacks and they would just talk. And that's where I think their friendship developed. Yeah. Um, because they were both kids. They weren't. It wasn't anything more than that. Um, but I think Tara has this light about her because you see it in her devotion to Joey. That even though, you know, Levi and Joey aren't on the island, she goes out of her way to make herself present in Joey's life. She's thoughtful in what she does for Joey. Mm -hmm. 
And even if Levi was never in the picture, she has this heart for Joey and this connection. From day one, the minute Joey was born, she knew how special Joey was. Like she just saw this great kid. And a bulk of the book takes place during spring break, during a two week period where actually Tara stays with them to kind of watch over Joey during her spring break. And you, they do all sorts of different activities. And, you know, Tara has ideas on what they should do, um, like cleaning up the garden that they've been building and maintaining. Um, But she actually helps nourish Joey in her interests and let those flourish. Like, oh, I want to do, somebody had hummingbird feeders. So I want to add hummingbird feeders and I want to go do this activity. And, and she says, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's celebrate that. Let's go, you know, you want to go to the skate park? Let's go to the skate park. Let's, well, you want to make cookies? Let's make cookies. You know, it, there's prank your dad. Let's prank your dad. (laughs) Right. There was just so many moments. And I think too, for Tara, so Tara's a photographer. And if you think of the role of photographer, it's to capture the moments, to not be in the moments. So you stand in the shadows, you hide in the pantry. And she sees the world a little differently. And I think that that's another piece that makes her so dynamic in this book Mm -hmm. is because she doesn't just see Levi, the son of the steels, you know, the successful small business owner, you know, she sees his heart. And she sees where he feels like he might be failing a little bit. Yeah. And there's, there's a, re- a part. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, there's a really funny moment when they're first connecting spicy chemistry wise, where she had promised Joey, they would have a slumber party together. Oh my gosh. This was, no, that was the second time. <laughs> was that the second time? I thought that, that was, was the, the second first- time. Okay. Nope. That was the second time. The first time was the holy hot kiss. Oh, that's right. Yes. The second time she promises Joey's a sleepover and, but they, Tara and Levi want to do something. So turns into this, um, it was great. Like it was this phone sex, but in the same house in different bedrooms or bathrooms. Like she went to the bathroom. Like it was like, oh my gosh, like this is really happening. It was so hot. (laughs) It was so hot. And I really, I, oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. It was so Uh, good. The spice in this book. Yes. So much chemistry. Levi is a dirty talker. And he brings it out in Tara. He, not, not the dirty talking. He brings out her, like, inner sexuality he well, no, calls he, her he calls her his, his siren his secret siren yeah and I think it's great because it shows the trust that they have I mean not that you wouldn't see it like you don't it's not that you don't read it up until those points but having well, that trust in a partner and the chemistry between them he brings it out in her but it's not overdone you know how sometimes we get a book from an author and i think we had one recently in my memory we have one recently where the author kind of really tried to do the dirty talking the praise and really mm-hmm. up the steam and the sexuality in the book and it didn't feel 
natural. It felt like I don't have anything else to make this character dynamic. So I'm going to make him a dirty talker or give it a kink. A kink will fix the story. It becomes trite. It's not... Right. It doesn't come from like the character's genuine place or it reads as trite. Yeah. But I think Levi, it fits. It works. And we interviewed Melissa on TikTok for Summer Reading Challenge. And she was like, she blew herself away because she's never written. She's like, I've never written sexy, dirty talkers like this. And I was like, really? And she's like, no, I've never done anything. And she did it. And she it did fit it his well. personality. It fit perfectly. Like it wasn't like sometimes it can be cringy because you're like, oh, that's a little too far, a little too much. Right. This was 100% genuine, like on page genuine for their relationship. Yeah, it worked. It worked yeah. so well. Um, well. There's a great line in this. Um, you know, there's a lot of great ones. Is there so many? Levi has a moment where he says, How could I have been blind for so long? And then he kisses her tenderly. It's like, seriously, you know, it's the scales falling from the eyes. Like he sees the full picture in the full light. And he has a great conversation later in the book with his dad. I think it's his dad. Um, might have been his mom. No, I'm not sure because they was in the kitchen. Keep telling anyway, and I'll, I'll remember. Yeah, he has this great conversation with them when he talks about how, you know, he always appreciated Tara for what, you know, she brought to Joey, but he didn't realize that she was also bringing a lot to him. Okay. Yeah. And whichever moment, whichever parent he was talking to in that moment, <laughs> the parent says back to him, that's when you know it's your person. That's yeah. when you know that you're complete. Um, and so I was just like, it is like things shine a little brighter. Things are a little easier when you're with the person you're supposed to be with. So, um, I do want to, because we brought up the content warning, I do want to talk a little bit about that in the sense of what kind of the reader experience is going to be, um, in the sense that it, it's something that Tara has lived with because of her sister and her family um but she's at a place now that she has herself moved past it um there's still some resentment there but she is like she's evolved and she's evolved yeah she's evolved and moved past it however her mother and her sister are still at it yes which so if if it had just been so honestly like we can talk about this a minute too i wouldn't have put it as a content trigger warning if it was fully moved past and it was only mentioned in passing like look how far right. i've come i wouldn't have brought it up but no, the it fact is that it's definitely part of her journey in the story but i don't want readers to think that she's still dealing it with with the individuals but her herself is grown from it and is like she still has some moments of self-doubt though um it i don't it's not so overwhelming but it's enough that you know if someone is really struggles with that kind of yes um 
it could be triggering for someone, which is why, you know, I felt yeah. like, especially because it's the mother, you know, a lot of times we see this, we saw it recently in another book. It's the mother being hateful mm-hmm. about the size. Um, and so or the expectations on how they should look or what they should wear or how they should act. And the bullying is absolutely her sister. Her sister is a tried and true to the ugliest of bullies. Um, Okay. So Carolina, did you like this book? I did very much. Um, Same. I very much enjoyed this book. I really like this whole series. Um, Who would typically like the book? Um, Let's see. I would say they, Melissa Foster's stories are very much character driven. So you, yeah. they're not situation driven. You're not getting like, this is the quintessential steamy small town romance. No. Um, so if that's your jam, then this is a story. This is the book for you. Yeah. You don't get a lot of town dynamic. You definitely get the heavy character family series. Um, feels in this book i would also say even though there is the kind of uh protagonist of the sister and all of that it is a very low angst read yep. mm-hmm. there's and there's no big third act it's no you know they don't ever break right. up right so if you are looking for a book that doesn't involve you know a big third act breakup then you absolutely would like this i i have to say i I know we're going through our final spots, but can I just say I'm my favorite Joey moment was her skater princess moment. Oh, yes. And I'll leave it at that. Once you read that moment, you can message me and you can tell me if that's your favorite Joey moment. But I was just so happy for her at that moment. Yeah. Yep. That's a pretty great moment. (laughs) Um, Would you recommend this book? Yes, 100%. Recommend it. I recommend the series. Um, it's one of the series you just get. Yes, you can read this as a standalone, but I think what I love about Melissa Foster books is that you just get involved with the family. You feel like you're part of the family and you want to know what's going on. And the sibling text chain, text chat is live and in charge in this book. Um, it's happening. And like, yes. Um, I would also recommend this book. I think it's really well done. And I think that there are mentions of her other characters in her other worlds, but the Steele family stays pretty focused in these books. So it doesn't feel crowded, which sometimes when I read Melissa Foster, I feel a little crowded. And this one does not read crowded at all. Even though we see there's a lot of people, the whiskeys and, you know, they're in both, they're both on Steel Island and then they're both on the Cape. Um, Yeah but it, it it flowed well so for more exclusive content including short reviews of if you should read it join us over on patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee and if you have a book title you think we should be reviewing for a quick shot of romance send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com carolina thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance thanks for having me talk about this book <laughs> until next time everyone Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. 
If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 